Happy Friday, and welcome back to another week of 30 Minutes with TNA. I'm actually here this week. This is T. I'm so glad you're here this week. It's really nice to have a buddy. I know. Thank you guys all, and thank you, Alexa, for picking up my slack once again last week when I couldn't make it. I know um, you mentioned on the podcast a little of my moving dramas, which was pretty dramatic. Um, all my things arrived damaged. And I would just recommend to anybody who's planning a long distance move to sell all your shit and buy new shit when you get to your new house. <laughs> don't pay movers to break your stuff for you. Movers are scam artists. Can we just call that a fact? I've never had a good experience with a mover unless they're like a big ass company. They're just always lying and breaking things and overcharging and showing up late and destroying. It's interesting that you say that because ever since this has been a hot topic of my life for the last couple of weeks during my move, every single person that I speak to about moving says, moving such a shady industry. Like it's such a whack industry. All movers are you know, the worst people. And I had another friend say, how come there isn't just like an apple of moving companies? You know, one company that everyone relies on and knows is good. There is, it's called Clutter. Clutter? Yes, I never Clutter. heard of it though, so it's not. Well, it's like startup moving and you can't not say better things about it, honestly. And it's, do they do long distance moves? They do whatever you want and they, they pack all their stuff in the truck and they'll just like hang on to it until you're ready for it to be loaded in your house too. So it's just a regular moving company that doesn't suck. They don't suck. <laughs> and they catalog <laughs> everything about this it. before my move. I know. I'm sorry. You didn't ask me. Hmm. I wish you had mentioned them before, before we spent close to $10,000 to have all of our furniture show up broken or stained or Oof. you know paddle boards and surfboards dings and dents and breaks and broken piano couch covered in bleach um it's Ooh. we got to the point where things started coming through the door and i asked my husband if there was anything that came through the door that wasn't broken yet i love <laughs> that you have a husband <laughs> He's my favorite. that's so cute <laughs> I asked my husband. Speaking of my husband. It's such a big pivot to start saying my husband. <laughs> it's so, he comes so easily to me. It's so lovely. I feel like he's kind of always been my husband since we first started dating. I just knew he would be one day. So it was really easy to make that transition. <laughs> <laughs> um, <sighs> really, how is your man cleanse going, Alexa? <laughs> Great pivot. Um, yeah, my man cleanse is going really well. I'm 17 days in. Uh, I've definitely... 17? Is that real? Yeah! Maybe like 15? I feel like it's more like seven days in. I realize how distracted I am. I'm like, boys, boys! And I'm like, no, not boys. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> it's been nice not to be on the apps. I, I mentioned on my solo pod that it's actually been really great. I feel much more grounded and centered and like cool um, and also like more worthy of love, um, which is an awesome benefit, but also have been uh, been allowed the space 
and the lack of distraction to kind of go through some healing from past partnerships that I've been ignoring and pushing aside through dating. So there's definitely a benefit to this whole thing. And like, so for the man cleanse, is it just not being on the apps or it's also not going on dates with people or what are the other rules here? Just so myself and the listeners know exactly what you're meant. So creating it as I go, but I think uh, deleting all the apps is step number one, mm-hmm. blocking and muting any like interesting men on social media. Um, blocking's intense, muting is fine. Um, and yeah, turning down dates, no dating, no and, um, and no flirting. And how many dates have you turned down in the last 17 days? <laughs> Quite a few. Quite a few. And did you reschedule them for when the man cleanse ends? Or did you just say, sorry, not sorry, goodbye? Like open-ended, literally said, like, I'm on a man cleanse, I'm not dating right now. Um, um, yeah. And I also caved and, like, reached out to a guy. And I was like, fuck. You know, we all have our <laughs> soft spots. So going back to uh, your comment about working on healing from some other relationships and taking the time, personal time to yourself during a man cleanse to do that, would you suggest that people who need to heal from pretty rough breakups, they stay on the apps or they delete all the apps and go on a man cleanse too? I think if you are finding dissatisfaction with the dating apps, there's a certain element of like excitement when you first start the apps and you start exploring different people. Um, but if, if it's not working and it's not really going anywhere and you don't really feel good um, and it's possible that you might still be healing from heartbreak in one way or another, I think taking four weeks off of that looking and that being available is really healthy. It's really healthy. I'm so, I haven't done this mm-hmm. in a year and a half, like four weeks of like no men. Um, it's, it's really healthy and it's great to have that consciousness about it too. I highly recommend it. Okay. Well, you heard it here first listeners. What's four weeks. And that goes with anything, you know, like I highly recommend cutting out grains for four weeks and seeing how that feels. You know, I highly recommend cutting out grains for four years and see how that feels. <laughs> or that, you know, try, I, I think cutting out shit is really good because then you kind of I think it's good for want a little more. It's good for discipline as well. You know, um, we, especially when you bring up, you know, cutting out certain types of foods and, that we live in a culture that's so about positive self-talk and body image this and that but and you know saying that you shouldn't restrict yourself from this or that but I would like to go on the record and say that I disagree with that um sometimes it's good to cut out refined sugar and restrict yourself from eating it because it's highly addictive, even more addictive than some drugs and messes with your brain it messes with your gut and I don't know. I I think it's great that our culture is focused on all of this, you know, positive self-talk, but sometimes it's going a bridge too far and you need to really, (laughs) sometimes you need to allow yourself to have a little bit of discipline. It's not all about self-care and treat yourself. (laughs) Absolutely. I I would argue that cutting things out and figuring out what works for you is a form of self-care. 
Like yeah. self-discipline is self-care. Taking a month off of drinking will show, yeah. let your body, like let your liver relax. Taking a month off of grain will let your intestines relax. Taking a month off dairy might clear up your skin that's been bothering you for so long. So yeah, I think it is, I think it is self-care. Um, I'm kind of veered off the topic, but <laughs> well, we can get into some of the headlines. Here's some headlines that are about fitness, right? Yeah. Do you want to go over them? Um, sure. This week's headlines. Well, I'll start. I'll start with my, my favorite headline that we started today was how much bigger can digital fitness get? And it touches on Peloton and Apple's new fitness products and um, the Lululemon mirror and Zwift, which I actually haven't heard of. And digital fitness, um, first of all, I, I might have said this before on previous episodes. I'm a diehard Peloton junkie. So <laughs> I'm happy to support this um, shift in everyone's lives. And I'm not surprised about it at all. I think a big question here has been, is it, is it here to stay? Um, or is this just during the pandemic? And in my personal opinion, I think once people start getting into a routine of working out at home and using apps or online trainers um, and programs, instead of going to an actual live gym class, there's just no turning back. I, um, I agree with you and I will go over these businesses not being able to survive, but I just, heard and I don't know if it's public knowledge yet so you heard it here first but yoga works um, started in 1987 and they're the original like yoga studio and they are closing all of their doors and they're just shutting down as a business and they're finished so there's no more yoga works and and it's disappointing and not surprising which I think is a theme of 2020 but you know everyone says the last thing that'll come into business is yoga a room of sweaty people, you know, bending and breathing heavy. Um, but yoga works is gone, Tierney. And it's so, I, I'm so sad for these business owners and instructors and everyone who have lost their business to the pandemic. I'm not, you know, I definitely have a lot of sympathy for those people. And I am curious to see how, what kind of efforts they're, making towards trying to turn to a more online basis and stay afloat doing a career that they love. It is really sad, but I mean, just like you said, the idea of going into a sweaty room surrounded by other people these days is just, I can't even process it at all. Yeah. And Peloton's growing really big. They have 3.1 million subscribers and they're worth $24 billion. Yeah, anyone listening who uses Peloton, they just launched a boot camp class um, for the bike this week, and I tried it for the first time this morning. Highly recommend. <laughs> um, and yeah, people who don't own a Peloton, you can still sign up. You can still be a subscriber and have access to all of their classes, yoga, strength, running, boot camp, meditation, uh, walking, 
My argument against Peloton, <laughs> Ooh, which I've never tried, it's very good for like mental stimulation to see things moving by you. Like it's an anxiety trick. So like if you feel anxious, you actually look up and you look around you and you like get like, you know, space. So when you like ride a bike or you run and there's like images moving around your head, it's like really healthy for you. And with Peloton, you're like staring into a screen. Well, they have Peloton outdoor. So there's classes um, through the Peloton app, which you actually just put your headphones in and they talk you through the class. So they talk ah. you through the run. Yep. So That's you could go cool. on a 10 mile run with a Peloton instructor in your ear, helping you work through those intervals or your endurance training or whatever it is you need. And I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of other companies besides Peloton that are doing a great job at this. You know, you need, for me, I need someone who can motivate me and inspire me and, you know, has a little bit of spirituality into my workout, you know, setting my intentions for my workout and my day are really important to me. And there's so many besides Peloton. I mean, Peloton's just the one that I happen to use, but there's so many um, great avenues for this out there now. And it's crazy because the ones that are doing well are going to be doing really, really well. And you don't need as many instructors as you did when people needed to go to all these different gyms. So the amount of job loss going on there due to the pandemic uh, in the fitness industry is, is really, really scary and really sad for all those people. I mean, some of the names that they listed here oh, of, of uh, gyms going out of business, like Gold's Gym, 24-Hour Fitness. Uh, filed for bankruptcy. What was that? They filed for bankruptcy. Oh, that filed for bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah. And... Uh, they're thinking that Equinox might be next. What do you if think? If Equinox about? goes and gyms do come back, then there's this huge gap in the market and this huge opportunity to create like a really built modern gym. Because until now, like Equinox has been pioneering the like gym experience. But if Equinox doesn't make it through this pandemic and the pandemic, you know, we make it through the pandemic, it's going to be so interesting what those gyms are going to be like. I'm telling you, I think more and more people are going to be putting in home gyms. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I can't even run right now because here's the thing about being in California right now, Tierney. Oh, I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> we all have to stay outside when we gather. It's like, go outside, don't we gather inside. Outside. And now we can't go outside because the air quality is so bad. The closest fire to me is not very close. It's in Big Bear. I don't know how many miles away that is, but there's ash in my car on my car this morning. Wow. And it's and they think that Los Angeles air quality is gonna be bad for a whole month. And um, people who are obsessed with their air quality tickers are like constantly talking about it. That's not me, but um, yeah, I can't run. Like we can't gather outside. You have to stay inside. It's like this like extreme isolation. Uh and not to mention LA's air quality wasn't good to begin with, so. Right, I mean, I read that uh, in some parts of the US, the poor air quality has, from, due to, from the fires has reached all the way over to the East Coast. Is yeah, I mean, right, air, tra air molecules travel, so makes sense. 
But you haven't, you've seen ash on your car. Is the sky all it's, foggy over there? Or? It's not foggy. I mean, it actually is kind of foggy, but uh, the most distinct difference is that everything's a little bit orange. The yeah. Like when the sun sets, it's bright orange and like kind of an eerie way. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's hot, but it's like dark. You know, it's not like bright and sunny. It's like 85 degrees and like kind of dark. Yeah, crazy. I remember when I used to live, when I used to live with you, that one time that it was basically raining ashes at our house from oh, the yeah. fires that were like right down the street from where we lived. Yeah. Oh, well, to anyone listening um, who lives in a danger zone or knows anyone who lost their homes or anything, I'm, our hearts are with you and we're so sorry for what you're going through. Terribly sorry. Wish I could help. climate change man 2020 man 2020 man um (laughs) this tuesday movie's coming out called kiss the ground on netflix and i'm working on it a little bit and it's about desertification and soil regeneration and like really has a positive message on how we can save our planet and it's essentially like using regenerative farming and and making our soil not dry and helpless but instead like wet and gorgeous and um anyway watch it on tuesday what's the name of it again kiss the ground kiss the ground on netflix this thursday next thursday next tuesday the 22nd next tuesday guys kiss the ground on netflix yeah it's a good message we need it right now great people involved um so yeah save the birth so let's get to some like happier topics are there any better headlines we can go over for today yes i want to talk about card v card Card v card, what a crazy game. Tell our Card listeners. v card. Tell our I'm listeners. excited to talk about this. Should I kick it off? Yeah, kick it off. So card v card is a game. And anyone can join. I signed up. I'm waiting to be taken off the wait list. Every player <laughs> gets a card that's linked to a bank account that sometimes has money in it. This company called Mischief is creating this game and they will put money in it and then we get notified that there's money. But we don't know how much money. You don't get notified. No, you do get notified. Oh. You get a text message. But it doesn't say how much money. So I get a debit card in the mail and it says Mischief on it. It's this like millennial prank website that wants to be the Banksy of the internet. Um, they, They made... Air Jordans were like, you know where the air is on the sole of the Jordans? They filled the air up with holy water and they sold that for, you know, $1,000 or something. And now it's up for $4,000. They're just pranksters. Mm-hmm. This game is kind of a social research game. And essentially, if I got a text message that said, we put money in your card, I can spend as much as I can, but I am at risk of getting declined. Because, you know, maybe there are thousands of people who have the same bank account linked to it and they spent it before me. Um, So yeah, it's going to the races and it's kind of like you have to calculate like I should probably spend a low amount of money so that my card doesn't get declined. Right. I don't want to buy like a big purchase item for $5,000 if maybe they only deposited $2,000 and maybe someone already spent a thousand of it. Right. Um, I think it's so interesting. And anyway, the messaging behind it is to make is to create awareness behind these credit card companies rewarding you for spending so 
the game that American Express and what? What are other companies that are really good with rewards? Um, I mean, every bank's got their, you know, the Chase Miles card. I mean, right. there's so many different banks with so many different rewards, whether it's cash back or airline miles or double the points every time you buy gas or groceries using this credit card, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. We, we do have gamified credit cards already. And this, yes. this card V card, I guess, wants to take it to the next level. Yes. And, and really send a message that just because you're gaining points doesn't mean that your, your money loss is, is, is less significant. Like just because I also get 2000 miles when I spend $2,000 doesn't mean that it's like, I'm, I'm still spending $2,000. Nope. The, the gamification has made it so that it makes it feel like mm -hmm. I'm like my loss is not as important because there's a game. Mm -hmm. Um, but so it's like manipulating us to spend more money. Well, it's also interesting because it's someone else's money. It's not your own money. So it will be interesting to see who, you know, the other people who sign up to play this game and they get these debit cards with this free money. What type of stuff in our culture of millennials are going to be spending their free money on? And I just have a hunch that it's probably not going to be spent on their water bill or electric bill or their favorite charity. I, I don't have that much faith in our generation. <laughs> yeah. I, I was talking I about this last night, like how many people got unemployment checks and then spent it on shoes. Sad. It's sad and it's real. It is real. Lucky for those people who even got unemployment checks. Me. <laughs> I know you still haven't gotten yours. That sucks. Mine came right away. I probably never will. There's I mean, an interesting stigma to it. Cause you get this like debit card that everyone yeah. recognizes. It's like, here's my unemployment card. When you <laughs> <laughs> Only everybody only recognizes it now because so many people have one. Yeah. 10 months ago, we never knew what that card looked like. Now yeah. I have at least 10 friends who have that card. Yeah. With a little forest on it. <laughs> right. Oh, card be card. Um, maybe some of you guys will sign up for the game too and you'll be at it against Alexa trying to see who can spend more money the fastest. <laughs> yeah, go to cardbecard.com, sign up, or don't and leave me more money to spend. What are you going to buy when you get your debit card left? My initial reaction is like, if I get a notification that there's money, I live across the street from Ralph's. So I'll like run to Ralph's. I'm just like, okay, I'm so really using your brain, using putting that putting that free money to good use. For your I, it would be it would be silly if they let us online shop. I don't think that you can online shop. I think you have to like go How to the they store. block a debit card from being accepted in an online store, though. Yeah, I think that you need like the they want to give you the shame of getting declined mm. in front of like. Do you feel ashamed if your card ever gets declined in public? No, because I have like other ones and I just been like, oh, here's another one. Right, right. So I wonder who, who, who's feeling all this shame when their card gets declined? Don't most people have multiple cards? I remember feeling shame. I mean, in college, you know, it was like I had like $500 and like it would get declined all the time and I would be fucked. I'd be like, well, I won't be buying that now. 
<laughs> you can take it back. You can take it back. Oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> so embarrassing. I mean, if, if you just finish eating your whole meal and then your card gets declined, there's nothing really that the, the store can do about it or the, the restaurant can do about it. When you're trying to buy you know, retail and your car gets declined. I'm just like, never mind. Sad reality of handing back that new sweater. Right. <laughs> I've ever got yelled by a, ca- to, by a cab driver. What? <laughs> like, like, when you try and like pay a cab driver and then you're like, fuck, like I don't have, I don't know, I just have like memories from college. You're like, ah, like I just drove you here and you can't pay me. I'm like, ah. You know, and we're like, we are the last generation to have those kind of memories from college because everyone has Lyft and Uber these days. Oh. People don't pay for their cabs with cash anymore. It's not, it's not a thing. Oh. I know. Well, cab drivers, damn. They thought they had it bad before COVID. They have it real bad now. They're all Uber drivers now. Was there like a yellow cab graveyard? Should we like make art out of it? I wonder what happened to all the taxis. So many yellow cars. Taxis ruined yellow cars forever. I don't know. I had a yellow car and I loved it. Well, that was a Jeep. That was cool. <laughs> Except from <laughs> the car world. that's acceptable to have in yellow besides a, a taxi cab. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, ooh, you know what I want to talk about before we go, Tierney? I want to tell everyone about our polls from our love episode. Oh, yeah. Which was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, we talked about love. Mm-hmm. And then we posted polls on our Instagram. And we found, so the, the two most interesting questions that we found, one was, if you're single, are you on the dating apps? Yes or no? And the other one was, how did you meet your lover? With the option to fill it in. So do you want to share those results? I mean, we don't have the exact number right in front of us, but go ahead and talk about it. Um, well, I thought for the dating apps, it was pretty 50-50 on who was on them. And then for the, for the um, how did you meet your lover, 90% of my answers were from an app. Yeah, mine were 80% of my answers were from an app. And I, I think I've mentioned this on previous episodes too. I've, you know, I've been to four different weddings of people who met on dating apps. That's so, a lot of weddings. Yeah. Yeah. So essentially the conclusion that we made with all of our social research is all of the people who are single and aren't on dating probably should be on dating apps. Because well, another, another poll that we had that I really enjoyed the results from was, do you believe in love at first sight? Ah, uh, and we well, found that yes. majority women say yes, majority men say no. True. And then one woman said no on mine, and I was like, "You are just a skeptical woman. I know you." <laughs> <laughs> um. So maybe we'll throw some more polls out this week that we can touch on next week. Yeah, the polls are fun. We'll, we'll ask you guys some questions about your personal, your personal fitness habits during COVID and beyond. So curious. I'm so curious, the personal fitness habits. I stopped working out because I was like, I just don't want to right now. You stopped working out? Uh-huh. When? It's been like four days. Oh, okay. That doesn't Maybe it's been. Working out. It's been a long time of not working out. 
like a week off and stopped working out or two different things. I had a very dramatic call with an ex and then I got out of my car and slammed the door on my thumb. Oh no. And it's blue and throbbing and broken. I can work out. Yeah. I feel that though. I mean, anytime I have any kind of injury, even if it is just on a finger or something, my whole workout is shot. Like done. Couldn't ride a stationary bicycle because I cut my finger with a knife. Not sure why, but so I get it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Not right now. I'm injured. Yeah. Well, it's a good excuse to just take a little break. Sometimes your body needs it. Sometimes it does. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's it for our show today. Okay. Well, (laughs) and we'll be back next week. Same time, same place, next Friday. See you next Friday, everybody. Thank you for listening. We love you. We love you. Goodbye. (laughs) We love you. Bye.